Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. In this hour, a sit-down conversation with a special advisor to uh, the Oilers Hockey Operations, Steve Stales, and uh, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We're also... uh, uh, I'm going to ask you to make sure you stay uh, to the conclusion of the show today as well for something. Um, can tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. Oilers uh, off day today. We'll practice tomorrow in San Jose Saturday to take on the Sharks. Two o'clock puck drop. We will tell you... Um, with this being Easter weekend, uh, we'll have best of shows coming up uh, tomorrow and on Monday for Oilers. Now Oilers are close out a four-game road trip. Kind of a strange uh, trip. Six games and nine games for the Oilers. Uh, you know, they, we flew into L.A. on Monday night. Uh, the Oilers beat the Kings 3-1, beat the Ducks 3-1 on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, the Saturday day game against San Jose and then a Tuesday game against Colorado, which is going to have a lot of attention in the uh, hockey world. Is it going to be another Western Conference final showdown? We'll see. Oilers have lots of work to do uh, before then. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, but at this time, uh, we are going to uh, get to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Steve Stales, of course, played a number of years for the Edmonton Oilers as a player. Then he went into development for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He became general manager and partner uh, for the Hamilton Bulldogs, building two separate teams for Memorial Cup runs, and he is now a special advisor are in the Oilers Hockey Operations Office. Let's get to our sit-down one-on-one conversation with Steve Stales. Steve, the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, coming off uh, a sixth consecutive victory last night against Anaheim. Unbelievable stretch here for the team, the best team in the NHL since January 11th. You came in on a good time. It's uh, It's got to be pretty cool just to kind of, you know, observe it from uh, your perspective, what's happening with the hockey club. Yeah, it's 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 been a very yeah a, a good year from a number of perspectives. I think you got to remember, it wasn't too long ago where we were still trying to find our way and then figure out some things, and you got to go through those those times of adversity to be able to uh, get to where we are now. But uh, a credit to the players and the coaches. I mean, just continually finding ways to uh, to get better and to win, and um, you know. A, 
can't be stated enough when your best players are your, are your best leaders and they're your hard, hardest workers and uh, bring the most passion to the game on a nightly basis. Um, it really pulls the group up, but uh, you know the depth is starting to show as well that we have we have enough when uh, uh, when games games get tough. And I think the other thing with this group, what, the evolution of it is the way that they've been able to play in tougher games with more, much more patience and uh, much more mature maturity in these games and. Uh, um, you know, it's 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 been a nice run here. All right. Uh, one of the reasons why the team has greater depth is the organization uh, moved future draft capital and prospects and uh, addressed a couple areas. Uh, you played the position. You know the impact of bringing in a real good defenseman. You were part of the Oilers 0506 run that had Chris Pronger, who from Mark Messier to uh, – Connor McDavid was probably the best player the Oilers had, albeit only for that one year. Matthias Ekholm, and I'm not comparing him to Chris Pronger, but he has had a huge impact on this team, hasn't he? Yeah, it's he's been a massive impact. I think at the trade deadline when we're, you know, it was obvious that we were we were looking for a defenseman. There was, uh, you know, um, there was a few on the board that intrigued us. I think as a group. Um, the one thing I think that Matthias brought, well, a lot of things that he brought, but um, not only is he, a, is he a great defender with great presence, but he can really transition the puck. And I think with our group and the personality of our group and the strength of our group, to be able to get pucks up to our forwards quickly, um, you know, his hockey sense is terrific. His presence is great. Um, and uh, he just exudes leadership as well. I mean, I think the way that he handles himself, um, I think it's been talked about a lot about uh, – you know that we have we obviously have a very talented defenseman in Evan Bouchard, um, and uh, just at the beginning of his career, and you see the bump in his play as well. But he's really been able to stabilize our back end. Um, you know I think Darnell's been terrific as well, and uh, and uh, he, he the support that he provides for him on a different pairing I think was was important to our group. So it's it's uh, it's definitely spaced out nice nice, and he's been a major impact for our team. We're joined by a special advisor to the GM for the Edmonton Oilers. And that is Steve Stales, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Uh, he also picked up Nick Bukestead. And ironically, game last night against Anaheim, his his line kind of won the game for you. The third line, I mean, it was uh, one of those nights where a lot of your top dogs who were tremendous two ways against L.A., uh, I wouldn't say they were neutralized. It just didn't happen for them. But you got two goals from the line of uh, Bukestead centering Costin and, and, and Yanmark. And why was Nick Bukestead... Uh, the right fit for this group in a bottom six role? Well, I think it, when you look at our group right now with and, and what we're looking to accomplish, um, you always want to build up some depth up front uh, as well down the lineup. And they were hugely impactful in a game last night. In, in some ways, the game in, against Anaheim are, is more challenging uh, than the one in L.A. Uh, for a number of reasons. But, uh, you know, and very rarely... Very rarely that top line isn't driving it the way it did, although they still did, did what they needed to do last night. But the, the, that third line with with uh, Bugstad in the middle um, really drove it. I thought there was a couple of shifts back-to-back in the second period that started to turn the tide in the game. And and uh, it's a long season, and, and you need that type of depth to come in. But our pro scouts were all over Nick Bugstad from the beginning. I think 
a right shot centerman with that type of length and size and being able to play along the wall the way he does and continue plays I think was important uh, he can kill penalties for us um, you know so he can play on the wing he can play at center so I think as you see when you tr you're looking to go on these long playoffs runs to have these players who have that adaptability um, to play in, in multiple roles in multiple situations and, and win face-offs on the right side as well for us uh, I think was a really nice addition for us. Steve it's interesting because when Edmonton lost 6-3 to LA uh, back on January the 9th the team didn't have a Vander Kane. Vincent DeHernay had been recalled but not implemented in the lineup yet and didn't have Ekholm and didn't have Bukestead. And I think we've seen over the course of the last couple of weeks, uh, I mean, the two games against L.A., the impact that Evander had, he had eight hits in the first game on the Thursday night and then seven hits, including five in the first period uh, on uh, Tuesday night in Los Angeles. And it's just having a, a guy in the top six that brings that degree of physicality, but the size overall that the Costin coming in a trade for Samarukov and, and back in the at the start of the season, and so you basically added, you know, Kane via free agency, Costin via trade, uh, De Herneo, which should be a beacon for the Oilers draft and development process. A guy that came, you know, seventh round pick that signed an AHL deal. But these are all, you know, Bukestad and, and Ekholm, these are all big men as well. It's changed the complexion, the makeup of the size of the team, hasn't it? Yeah, it certainly has. I mean, it's always a, a benefit when you get into games, uh, long playoff series to have that type of, the, but, you know, you're right, Bill Kaner really drives that for us. I mean, he brings it every night, and whether he's on the score sheet or not, he always, he's always creating, but he's an element. I know when you're on the other side, he's an element that uh, uh, that you have to watch out for. So he drives it for sure. All the players that you mentioned, everybody seems to be contributing in their own way. Um, Vinny DeHarnay continues to evolve and get more more comfortable and really settle in. Um, you know, for a big man with great reach, but also his puck play has been really, really good, you know, and uh, sometimes you don't expect that from a big man, but um, he seems to move the, move the pucks efficiently and get them up to the forwards, but uh, but I think that they're just starting to, you know, the team has continued to build a belief in that playing, you know, obvious, it's obvious the offense that we have, it's obvious that's our strength, it's obvious with Connor and Leon and, uh, and Nuge and all the guys, and we're driving offense, but now we're getting into games, and as evidence, the two games against L.A., where they're tight checking, the amount of maturity, the patience in the game plan, laying pucks in, not not string for it, the belief that the longer we play that way, um, uh, we'll just wear teams down. Uh, I think that was that, that's a big next step for us moving forward. Steve, uh, a year ago at this time, you were helping Hamilton get ready for uh, an OHL championship run, which you ultimately did win. Um, you're now with the Oilers, and uh, the, you know the announcement was made in the fall. What have you been primarily working on over the course of the last four to five months? Yeah, well, it's been a, it's been sort of a, a wide scope. You know, I think uh, making sure that they kept keep an eye on all our uh, our players through the development process and being in contact with them, uh, watching how they're evolving, um, making sure we're 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 there to support them along the way. I think is important. Sometimes you don't see the fruits of that labor until two or three or maybe four years down the line, and Vinny Deharnay's case a little bit longer, but uh, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a pillar in the organization that we can continue to grow on. Um, I've been able to do that. I've been in, back in Ontario and just supporting the amateur scouts, knowing the Ontario League as well as I do, preparing for the uh, the entry draft uh, coming up. Uh, you know, in June, uh, being able to support in that area as well, and then also, you know, 
a bit of pro scouting for sure, especially leading into the trade deadline, getting a more involved and in, in, and especially because we were looking for defensemen, uh, you know, getting involved in in that and uh, and spending time with the team and being around Ken and and, and watching him do his work has been uh, is you know so it's been it's it's been a great for me personally it's been an incredible year to be able to see all sides of the organization, um, you know, try and space out my time properly, making sure I keep an eye on the development, making sure I keep an eye on those players moving forward. All right. Uh, we briefly alluded to Chris Pronger. Uh, you were part of the 0506 run, which frankly, I think uh, for a, a certain demographic or age was the first time they fell in love with the Edmonton Oilers. I know that I've got uh, friends of mine in various business entities that say, you know, Jack Cookson's with Pro-Am Sports. And he talks about how many times they get requests for the 0506, uh, uh, you know, players and that sort of thing. So I brought up back home. I want to just, it was a great, it was an awesome time for your team. I mean, it was a tremendous accomplishment. You guys, you know, one bad break with Rollison might have, who knows what would have happened. But I just, what was your initial, on those back-to-back days, when Kevin Lowe went out and got first Chris Pronger and then Michael Pekka, and it was late in the summer because we got back up and at it after the 0405 lockout. What were you guys thinking, like when you talked to, you know, Ethan Morrow or Jason Smith or Horkoff or whatever, what were you guys thinking when you guys landed Pronger and Peck on back-to-back days? Well, I think if our our group, we were a committed group. I mean, we we worked. Um, I think we, and uh, we were a good team. But I think the moment we got Chris Pronger, and with all due respect to Michael Peck, of course, but when you get Chris Pronger, it legitimizes your group. And um, you know, and I could say this, but in, in in front of Prongs, if he was here, but he was just okay in that first half of the season. And I remember, and then. And then he really kind of, you know, became himself in the second half and was a real leader for our group. But uh, all the additions that Kevin brought in that year were were great. I mean, Samsonov comes in, uh, you know, getting Rem Murray late in the season as well, uh, building that depth. Uh, but, uh, you know... Uh, Pronger, Pekka, those guys just sort of brought that to us, and Roly obviously in that, just the stabilizer. So um, it was incredible. It, we, listen, we continued to work. We didn't qualify for the playoffs, I believe, until the second last game of the season. And then, uh, you know, uh, going in that series, we had this unwavering belief in the group, and um, it was uh, it was a really special time from that perspective. Because if you match up the the rosters of Detroit versus Edmonton, and you can go down the list, every single series we would have been outmatched uh, from a talent perspective but uh, it's a it's a good lesson in um, the strength is in the group and the belief was in the group and uh, you know uh, Mac T game planned it perfectly against Detroit in the first series and uh, we continue to build belief and uh, unfortunately we didn't get it over the finish line um, but uh, you know but it was a special time for for our you know the, the team the organization and, and especially for our fans you know uh, I've only brought this up 4,000 4,333 times over the years uh, Mark Spector and me were doing a show at that time and I'd taken Dallas in 03 against you guys uh, but uh, Speck had said Detroit in 3 and 06 I said Mark the Oilers are all wrong for Detroit. They had some things that year. They had some older veterans. I, you know, Babcock first year. I know, I know Mike a little. He's a real good coach, strong coach. And sometimes, if guys have been around before, it just 
It was literally like a bad stylistic matchup. That occasionally happens. Was there a point in that series that you knew that it was going to come to fruition, or was it not until you closed them out in Game Six? Well, uh, yeah, not till for me. It was I, for me. I got to tell you, Game Five in Detroit and Pronger was brilliant in that game. I knew you were winning the series at that point, but for you know, that's my, I wasn't on the ice. You tell me. Yeah, I think we were just so focused. I mean, on shift to shift, that I don't know if we were even thinking about the outcome. We yeah. were just continuing to. to uh, we really wanted to execute on our game plan, and I think if you can remember, what we just tried to take away the middle of the ice. We knew they had talent. Zetterberg and Datsuk and all these players, they had the puck a lot more than us. We we wanted to make sure we stayed in the middle of the ice and keep them to the outside. Um, try and limit their shots from the high danger areas and uh and Rolly was just solid and uh we 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 there was I just it's hard to remember in full detail but we didn't have a ton of breakdowns we really played as a five-man unit in every shift we had a great third man high just tactically we were just in the middle of the ice and made it really difficult for them to get to the inside um and uh and and you know, Rolly got peppered with shots, but we tried to make sure that we, we he could either a see them from keep him from distance, and he could see him. And if he couldn't see him, we would we were making sure that we were sacrificing and getting in the shot lanes. One thing I noticed, and, and I didn't agree with everything Mac T did as a head coach. Okay, but he was a pretty good coach. The, the biggest thing that Kevin Lowe and Mac T had is they knew how to win, and this is a lesson maybe for this Oilers group as well. We've learned a lot about rest and recovery for players mm-hmm. since then. And I sensed at times Mac T knew when to lay off the gas pedal in terms of practicing and that sort of thing during that run. Like, you guys cut that kind of stuff way back, didn't you? Well, I think Mac's brilliance as a coach was just his feel for the team, the players, uh, the bench. You know, I, you know, uh, he he just had a, had a really good feel for it, obviously, with the amount of experience he had as a player and the success he had as a player. Then we had Kevin's leadership, you know, uh, in and around. Like, it just, it was... We, whether it was cutting back on practice, knowing when to push, uh, who to play when, um, you know that was uh, yeah, it was a brilliant job by those guys to to, to keep us uh, uh, you know on game plan for sure, well rested. It was uh, I think we pushed all the right buttons. Well, let's hope that uh, the, the buttons continue to be pushed here as well with the current edition of the Episoders. Thanks for your time. Yeah, for sure, Bob. There you go. That is Steve Stales, uh, who's special advisor uh, to Oilers general manager, Ken Holland. Steve joining us today. Uh, he's uh, obviously been immersed in a variety of roles so far this season. It is 122 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers now. And when we come back, I'm going to pop on a couple texts here in the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and we will get to the Oilers prospects report for Reface Magic. You're listening to Oilers now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 125 in Edmonton off to the Ashley Pine Flores text line at 7049600063. This texter asks with a 403 exchange, any chance that the Oilers will bring up Raphael Lavoie as well as Holloway? Yamamoto tends to get dominated in the playoffs. In the bottom six, I think he'd be more effective against lesser players. Um, well, there's no salary cap in the postseason. So Dylan Holloway, who is basically a cap casualty when he got sent down, is a distinct possibility. I think he would get the first opportunity to play amongst the farmhands. Of course, the way it's going right now for Bakersfield, they're hoping to have a long playoff run as well. If they get eliminated, then they're going to play in a best of three where they will not be a favorite. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that Holloway and Lavoie will be amongst the call-ups that will be on a day-to-day basis uh, that's you know if they end up ultimately getting eliminated they'll be the term that used to be deployed and it dated back to the springfield uh, team uh that eddie shore ran the black aces they'll be the black aces that end up uh, uh coming up from the farm it happens every year once your farm team gets eliminated and your nhl team's still in the playoffs we are gonna go to in a second here oh bob what did you do what did you do? There it is. Come, please. There. Okay. I almost thought I lost the script. I'm going to tell you that you can start your new vehicle journey at Brent Ridge Ford today. The dealer that doesn't forget about you after you purchase. If you value fair treatment, full transparency, call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your 12-time Presence Diamond Club Award winners for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. They're great guys to deal with. We'll head off to the Orders Now Prospect Report, as promised, for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace. Reface. And here's Brendan Escott. Okay, I mentioned uh, the the Blades winning in overtime. It was Jake Chason, Oilers prospect, scoring the overtime winner in Game 4 last night against Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats. Third straight game in that series that needed overtime, by the way. And Chason now has registered a point uh, in Games 3 and in 4 as well, of course. Uh, both Blades wins. So back against the wall, the uh, Oilers draft pick rises to the occasion. Series now obviously tied 2-2, and uh, Game 5 is set for Saskatoon, I believe, Bob. This despite the fact that Connor Bedard has eight goals and 13 points in four games. And Regina was up 2 nothing. They blew out Saskatoon in game 1-6-1. And the games have been super close with uh, the Blades closing in every game. So it's, uh, it's been exhilarating hockey. Some of the goals that Bedard has scored from that tournament have been awesome. John Shannon coming up for Legacy Heating and Cooling after a global news weather traffic update at 1.30 with Eileen Bell.